0: I am so looking forward to tomorrow's episode, if I do say so myself. Chris
1: Parker. Man, that was a fun ride, wasn't it?
0: If you want to know how to survive between the ages of 18 and 25, well, more if you want some questionable advice on how to survive <laughs> between the ages of 18 to 25, should I say, you do not want to miss tomorrow's extravaganza.
1: You know what I really liked about the interview is, comedians are obviously, Chris is a very funny guy, And comedians are fun to talk to because they're very funny and you laugh a lot. But I really like it when comedians get serious.
0: There were some serious notes in there. Yeah,
1: and thoughtful.
0: I said questionable advice. It's not all questionable. There were some points where both of us were like,
1: wow. Deeply philosophical stuff coming out of Chris Parker's mouth and brain. And yeah, it was lovely. The Comedians are clever. You know, you're going to have to be to be a comedian, don't you? So,
0: like I said, you don't want to miss it. But you know what else you don't want to miss? newsable listeners
1: you don't want to miss um, what else don't want
0: what's, what happens, on, what, happens on a Friday? what happens every Friday you yeah, don't want to miss the- fun fact Friday
1: <laughs> okay maybe I'll do that again you don't want to miss fun fact Friday is the answer that you're going for there I believe, that was exactly
0: the answer so why don't you start us off so we can get to that part of the show even quicker
1: alright yeah nice segue Kia this is newsable I'm Emil,
0: and I'm Imogen and this is what's worth talking about if you're confused about what the budget means to you as always we got you covered
1: Elizabeth Holmes, who told the world she was revolutionising the blood industry, which is an actual industry, is off to jail because she wasn't.
0: The boom and non-boozy bevvies.
1: And as we teased before, it is Fun Fact Friday. The battle continues for dominance among the Newsable hosts.
0: We've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. The big old budget is out, and if you managed to miss it, it is very well done by you. That is actually very impressive. But if you didn't miss it, and you're now wondering what on earth and how on earth it matters to you and the people around you, well, you're in luck.
1: Yes, we've come up with a bunch of different scenarios and imaginary people to structure around those scenarios, and here to explain what Budget 2023 means for those people and those scenarios is economist Shamabil Yaakob. Kia, Kia ora. Let's start with Sasha. Sasha is 29. She's renting. She's saving really hard to get into her first home, but she's finding it very difficult. And she sees her friends with mortgages struggling to pay those mortgages. So in terms of first home buyers, is there any help in there for them? What is being done about house prices and anything to help out with the cost of living struggles that people are facing at the
2: moment? Look, there wasn't anything immediate for people in that situation. So we know that the housing issue in New Zealand is very complex, it's been going on for decades, and those things are not solved by a little bit of money here and there in a budget, which is what a budget is, that annual kind of decision of where you put your money.
0: We've also got Vashna, 22-year-old uni student. She's a commuter, cares about the climate. What did we see in the budget uh, for climate change? Yeah,
2: look, so for public transport, there is a lot of additional investment in this budget, particularly for younger children in accessing free or cheaper public transport. There's also a lot of investment in our rail network, in our public transport network, restoring a lot of those cancelled services through the COVID years, which really made the networks far less reliable. Quite a lot of the climate change things that we need to do in New Zealand are long-term. Having more infrastructure, infrastructure that's resilient and having more innovation when it comes to things to do with climate adaptation and climate change. So there was more money put into that innovation side of things and an extraordinary amount of additional money to infrastructure.
1: All right, let's turn to Wiramu now. Wiramu lives in Hawke's Bay. He worked on an orchard that was devastated in Cyclone Gabriel and is still covered in silt. So what is in the budget to help those parts of the country that were really badly affected by Cyclone Gabriel to recover?
2: With the Cyclone Gabriel, there had already been quite a lot of additional money that was announced for the cleanup and the repair and rebuild. So the budget confirm that additional spending but unfortunately for the people who are living through the disaster it's going to feel slow you know, you remember what it was like after the earthquakes in canterbury even though you can spend a lot of money it actually takes time to do the physical work of cleaning up your places and fixing up your lives
1: yeah i suppose on that broader issue as well another thing that those regions are going to have to be prepared for is similar events in the future And there was something in the budget in terms of resilience to disasters moving forward, wasn't there?
2: There was. So quite a lot of the infrastructure spending announcement was around resilience funding. And I think that's really exciting. And I'm a geek when it comes to infrastructure. I love that stuff because that's the backbone. That's actually what the country is built on. If you don't have strong, resilient infrastructure in the right places that helps people and protects people, then what's the point? So we're not just seeing you know, just build and repair what we had, but actually ask the question, is it going to be resilient to the kinds of climate change consequences that we're seeing today?
0: Let's turn now to Albie, 64, dairy farmer. He's immunocompromised, so a trip to the chemist is a weekly, if not bi-weekly, event for him. He's also awaiting an elective hip replacement. What investments into health are we going to see that might improve his
2: situation? The health sector is under a lot of pressure. Unfortunately for people like Albie, those wait lists are not going to disappear overnight. So there is more money that's geared towards that. There is more money towards uh, building more hospital and repairing those hospitals. There is more money towards nurses. But all of these things take time.
0: There was something, though, about prescription meds.
2: Yeah, so the copayment on prescriptions has been taken away and that was the right thing to do. You know, we had a $5 dollars copay on prescriptions, which is just dumb, right? Why would you discourage people mm. from filling out their prescriptions? That's going to make them better.
1: And finally, Shami we turn to VJ. He is a secondary school geography teacher. So are there any provisions in this budget to address teacher shortages and improve retention rates, salaries, that kind of thing?
2: There wasn't. So unfortunately for teachers, what we saw was more money for building schools and classrooms. But as you know, there is currently a strike and tension with a lot of teachers and the government at the moment. I expect that to be a really big centerpiece for the coming election rather than this budget, because the reality is that our teachers and our nurses and our doctors have been underpaid for many decades. We have exploited their goodwill and we have kind of just said, look, we'll pay you less, but you want to be teachers and doctors and nurses, so we'll just take it.
0: Shamabil, you pour over budget documents year after year. What do you make of this year's budget?
2: 22nd budget this year, Um, so I'm getting (laughs) quite old. and. (laughs) What I'd say is that every year they try and bamboozle you. There are just so many numbers and the numbers are so large, they're almost incomprehensible. But I would encourage people to not get too bogged down in the details of a budget, because those are the ways that they deliver promises that politicians have made. The big thing that you need to engage with as individuals and citizens is not how the budget is divided, up, but those public policies, those big issues that we want our politicians to work with.
1: Shamubil Wyakov, who's looking great for 22 budgets, i got to say, not as many frown lines as I would expect and not as much jadedness behind your eyes either. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Emil.
0: The thing that got me most excited, well, it's excited and not at the same time because it does not apply to me, but was the half-post public transport is now extended to... Uh, anyone under the age of 25 free for up to thirteens, and then from there to 25 it's half price because when I lived in the UK the greatest thing was the 16 to 25 rail card meant you got a third off your train ticket if you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead the long read from stuff is the podcast for you Elizabeth Holmes is finally going to prison next Wednesday, New Zealand time. Now it's been a while since she's made headlines and in fact you'd be forgiven if she's fallen completely off your radar. So Emile's been gearing up for a bit of a, an Elizabeth Holmes 101, haven't you?
1: Oh, this has been a lovely day, actually. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fascinating topic, this one, really. Oh, She's gosh. such an interesting person, this one.
0: This is a story that uh, will, uh, just, I mean, it's inspired podcasts. It's a TV series. No <laughs> doubt. Countless numbers of books till the end of time. But anyway, remind <laughs> us all. Who is Elizabeth Holmes?
1: Right, yes. Okay, so Elizabeth Holmes is a Stanford University dropout. She's quite recognisable in her peak because she dressed purely in black turtlenecks, which was inspired by Steve Jobs, whom she admired a lot, and she had a very, very deep voice. Very charismatic, weird sort of figure with the kind of like cult leader energy. Mm. Um, These days she's kind of ditched those skivvies and has returned to her normal speaking voice. Now, she's in the public consciousness because close to a decade ago, she founded this company called Theranos, which promised to revolutionise the blood testing industry. She didn't like needles and lots of people don't like needles. And she promised that Theranos could give you all sorts of detailed health information by taking only a tiny finger prick's worth of blood. Uh, They said that they could detect, like, cancer and diabetes and so on and so forth. Uh, The problem is her company and the machines did not do anything that was promised. It was, like, impossible for her to do. She was repeatedly told this by health experts and yet didn't stop them from anything.
0: So seeing as she's now going to prison, she obviously got court.
1: Yeah, so the company attracted hundreds of millions of dollars worth of private investment. From
0: big names as well, eh? Big
1: names, yeah, yeah. Rich people are not always clever or thorough in their vetting processes, clearly. Um, in your opinion. In my opinion, <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so everything started falling apart, and uh, around 2015. Um, people who once worked for Theranos realised they weren't delivering, basically. And journalists, pesky journalists, uh, started to get a sense that things weren't quite what they seemed as well. The fact that they weren't doing what they promised had a real impact as well on people who were mm-hmm. using this blood testing technology or non-technology like people were given a false HIV results and in cancer and fertility misdiagnoses and stuff and I guess that's at the core of this is mm-hmm. that while it is an outrageous and you know one of those wild wow this is like an action movie thing Real people suffered because Mm. of what Holmes did. So by 2016, Holmes and her business partner and romantic partner, actually, at the time, Sunny Balwani, were exposed as fraudsters. And in 2022, Holmes was convicted by a jury on four counts of fraud and then sentenced to the very precise 11 and a quarter years in prison. (laughs)
0: Why is she only going to prison now, specifically next Wednesday? But yeah. yeah. Why now? <laughs>
1: yeah, considering that was, you know, 2016 was mm. unbelievably mm. Uh, seven years ago. Well, she's been appealing the decision and, you know, court takes a long time in mm. America, as in many other countries, and she had asked to remain free while that appeal process continues. She's also, and this is interesting, she's had two kids Since the court proceedings began, Mm. and she was initially able to get the start date of her imprisonment pushed out, she was meant to go in on April the 27th, but she tried to get that pushed out, but the judge was like, nah, you did the crime, it is time to do the time.
0: You know what I've noticed a real boom of lately?
1: Daily Current Affairs Podcasts?
0: Well, there's only one worth listening <laughs> to uh, anyway. Listening. Um, but good answer, wrong. Uh, non alcoholic drinks imitating mm. boozy bevies. Mm. Maybe it's because I know a few people who've either cut back or given up booze entirely, but there's so many options now. The other day I saw fake tequila. Like why
1: not, would you ever need fake tequila?
0: I, well, I don't. I, I, well, this is what I mean is it's just everything now. Uh. But it got me thinking why don't we speak to someone who makes a non boozy bevy? And so we've got Grant Conter on the line who makes the alcohol-free beer state of play. Kia
3: ora, Grant. Kia ora. Good afternoon. How is everyone? Thirsty, I hope.
0: Thirsty, yes. Well, we're going to do a bit of a taste test of it later. Uh, Grant, why do you think we're seeing more and more non-alcoholic imitation drinks?
3: Wow, it's just so good, isn't it? <laughs> uh, th- these are drinks where you can have all of the social hit that you want without any of the after effects. So if you look all around the world, the pandemic just put a real blowtorch on people's ideas of what health and wellness is and what sociability really means. And you've seen in countries all around the world, just a huge spike in zero alcohol drinks. Beer does lead the way. It's still the most social of all drinks. And I would also say, It's the closest in taste to beer with alcohol because it's exactly the same. So it actually doesn't taste any different. Wait, what do you mean it's exactly the same? So there's only four ingredients in zero alcohol beer. Water, yeast, malt and hops. Exactly the same ingredients in full strength beer. The difference with State of Play is we use a different yeast that just converts the simple sugars in the malt, mints fully so you get all those lovely beer flavours Without the alcohol and also without the sugar.
0: Because we know that alcohol is not good for us. <laughs>
3: yeah, we do. <laughs> like I see all the billboards talking about, you know, drink low carb beer, it's healthy for you. It's not, it's 5% alcohol. Alcohol is a toxin. It helps you form some pretty poor habits. I used to be 145 kgs until I decided to stop. My heart rate was at 78, that's down 20. I used to have a sleep apnea machine that I would wear every night like Darth Vader. I don't use that anymore. So, and you know these things while you're having a beer and drinking your wine because it's just a habit we get stuck into. So it is a little bit of pack mentality, though, that socially it's the only drug that you have to defend not taking <laughs> in New Zealand.
0: We're going to do a taste test now. So we've got, producer Jono has poured these for us. We've got uh, one of your state of play IPAs in one glass. So that's fewer than 0.5% alcohol in there, under, yes. under 0.5. Yeah. And then we've got a Monteith's 5% IPA. Okay.
1: yeah. Oh... Yeah, I can deal with this. This works out. Number one is... Imagine if we both chose... I think it is. No, but I enjoy drinking
0: that more than I enjoy drinking the other one.
1: Yes, it's coming through, producer Philippa.
3: Oh, This is a big moment.
1: Okay, and the one that we preferred was indeed the 0.5% alcohol beer. 0.5% or less.
3: Yeah. uh, Less than. Yeah, under. That's under, yeah. The best beer awards I've ever participated in. (laughs)
0: Oh, congratulations. That's delicious. Yeah. Grant Corner, who makes a bloody great 0% beer.
3: (laughs) Cheers to you guys.
1: Well, well, well. It's time. Here we are again, eh?
0: I feel like we say that every time, but it is time. When it's time for Fun Fact Friday, there is nothing else to say other Mm. than it's time.
1: Yeah, well, let's clarify after the absolute shenanigans of last week that this will go up on the Insta (laughs) and also on the stuff.co.nz website. It will. Which has played a subtle role in selection of fun facts from my point of view.
0: Oh, okay. Mm.
1: Yeah, you're the defending champion. Go for it.
0: Okay. Before he was the king of fried chicken, Colonel Sanders was a lawyer, but he lost that job because he beat a client with a chair in a courtroom one time.
1: Ah, the American South, eh? That's good fun fact.
0: That's fun fun fact, eh? With a chair. Yeah. He was a lawyer. He was many things, actually. And in his lead up to becoming the king of fried chicken, everything seemed to end with some form of brawl.
1: Good fun fact, I? Well Thank done. Thank
0: you. I mean I didn't get it didn't get a laugh or a, a thingy but you know what that's okay uh,
1: stunned stunned amazement stunned
0: amazement okay yeah. cool I'll take that I'll take that That's
1: good Okay my fun fact is that the sand tiger shark is the only species of shark that is known to fart <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cool nice yeah, yeah.
1: It, it it goes um, it goes right to the top of the ocean every now and then, and it gobbles up some air, and it uses that air to help control its buoyancy. On oh, so it toots to get lower. Yeah, exactly. So it le- it lets one rip in order to descend. Yeah, it does a little, and then um, and then it lowers its buoyancy and it floats down in the water a little bit.
0: Anyway, do you want do you want Colonel Sanders beating up a client or a farting shark? Those are pretty. <laughs> when you put it when you put them like that, both of them are brilliant images.
1: Yeah. That's true
0: Head to our Instagram page At NewsableNZ Make sure you get your vote in For Fun Fact Friday And also You can get a, a Second vote in On stuff.co.nz
1: Anyway That's Newsable for today I'm Emil <laughs> And
0: I'm Imogen As we mentioned earlier We've got a banger Of a Saturday episode for you Chris Park is in To give questionable But brilliant life advice To make sure you don't miss it Follow us On your favourite podcast player And
1: of course While you're there May as well drop us a rating and review, eh? May Sometimes well. we read them out. And uh, we just generally love hearing from you. So, um, you know, say something. Have a good weekend. Speak
0: to you tomorrow. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit staff.co.nz/support. Hey Chris. Yes? Do you want another very broad question? I've got a very broad
3: question Go today. on then.
0: What do you know about sports?
3: Up oh, the wires, go the Black Caps, and don't forget Premier League football. Oh,
0: you do love a bit of Premier League footy, do. don't you? What team is it that you're supporting? You?
3: Oh, the current champions, Manchester City. I
0: think they're pronounced Arsenal. It's pronounced Arsenal.
3: Uh, but you know what's good about football? What? They don't regulate soccer height.
0: I'm sorry? There's a sport that regulates sock height?
3: Indeed there is, and it's cycling.
0: That's very strange. Why on earth do they regulate it?
3: Well, I know, but if you want to find out, you'll have to listen to The Big Stuff Quiz wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Oh, that's a cliffhanger indeed. The Big Stuff Quiz is brought to you by Melbourne Every Bit Different.